This is Wayne W. Johnson from Night of Something Strange, Tales of Dracula, and Star Trek New Voyages Phase 2 slash The Federation Files, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Squad podcast episode number 294 tonight we're talking about 2002 danny boyle directed 28 days later i'm one of your co-host todd we have steve we are joeless tonight steve what's going on not too much i'm actually at halloween horror nights the day this is going out so can't wait like i can't wait to talk about it it'll obviously be next week when i get back but i think it's going to be a super fun trip and i'm really looking forward to it gonna see like Actresses Believer, going to see a Chucky House, going to see um, Stranger Things Season 4, and a bunch of others. So really psyched this year. I think it's way better than last year, at least lineup-wise, and going to be a good time. What, what house are you looking forward to the most? Uh, Stranger Things is going to be cool because I think Vecna is like, Kurt Lair is going to be really cool. I'm really curious about Exorcist, but I haven't seen it, right? So I don't know if I'll be as attached to it because I don't know the movie yet it's only coming out in october so that's kind of like a sneak peek into that movie and the last of us i think i'm really looking forward to as well because that's a really cool property and if they do uh you know the was it clickers in that one yeah clickers in that one it's it could be really fucking cool i just forget if it's clickers or tickers i think tickers is gears of war and clickers is last of us yeah yep (laughs) um speaking well hopefully you have a good time and you don't get sick, like you just over sick. Especially like you're still Florida, doing this. Florida is method. apparently like goddamn um like leprosy and shit that's over there. <laughs> I've I've heard like what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll it's nuts. So um I don't even know what you can do. Sanitize your hands, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, stay away from people as much as I can. And, Which you uh, can't because you'll be in a four thousand deep yeah, line. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh well, I'll hopefully you have a good time. Yeah, I probably will. And just shout out to Joe. The reason he's missing this episode is because he's doing meetings for our event. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, he's actually doing in-person meetings today to talk logistics and stuff. So, big yeah. shout out to him. You know, the reason we get these events is really because of him. So, Yeah, shout out to Joe, man. He's literally the boots on the ground and yeah. in the email. <laughs> and oh my God. <laughs> on mostly video. So, right. yeah, he does it all. And he, yeah. you know, it's full-time job and everything. So, yeah. If you guys don't know, like, this is 100% profit free from us like <laughs> any money we make goes right back into the show yeah we're negative at this point but yeah, hey, we're negative. Yeah. exactly but um speaking of exorcist from the exorcist house you're gonna go see i was at kroger which is a uh, grocery store around here and i was wearing a nightmare on elm street shirt and a kroger guy stopped me he's like hey man cool shirt and we got to talking he opened up his apron and he had a halloween shirt on i'm like oh cool and we were talking about uh some movies and he's like yeah my favorite's the exorcist and he's like i'm really excited for the new exorcist but i'm worried about the dudes that made it fucking up halloween i'm like dude like we just connected like yeah <laughs> right. halloween we agreed that you know halloween 2018 was pretty cool and then two was eh, and then three was oh my god all right so uh shout out to the unknown kroger guy that had a halloween shirt hidden underneath his uniform nice looking forward to the new exorcist movie hopefully it doesn't disappoint you and i think every single one of us is a little weary about it so i don't know we'll see you in a what about a month and some change so. yeah yeah not not too far from now it's in it's in this, a good season at least you know we got a lot going on uh, in the last in the next two months we got the nun two going up we got saw x we got uh exorcist and yeah it's gonna be a pretty exciting 
fall season, which is great because my top 10 list is still not like the best. It's getting there. You know, I'm slowly yeah. building it up, but it's uh, not at the level it should be. Yeah, I'm honestly probably looking forward to Saw X the most. I, I should have rewatched the series beforehand because I love that series, but we'll see. But I'm more excited, too, for movies that uh, aren't new. I'm seeing They Live, The Thing. No, no, no. They Live. What else am I saying? They Live, The Exorcist are going to be in theaters. Mm-hmm. And another John Carpenter film. Uh, oh, Christine. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, I see They Live one week, Christine one week, and then take a couple week break. And then in October, I go see Exorcist, which is I'm fucking thrilled. I've never seen any of those movies in theaters, so I'm pumped. That's really awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a great lineup right there. So yeah, heck yeah, well, uh, yeah. Very for cool. people that want to see them, check out Fathom Events. Usually they host really good stuff in the U.S. At least um, you probably have something similar up there, right? Not really. No, we yeah, have like on, on Sundays or some shit. They uh, they air older movies, but it's not often that it's a horror film. You know, uh, it's yeah. a cool. Sometimes I got stuff like Jurassic Park, which I got to re you know see again since you know I saw ninety three in theaters, but I saw it again. That was cool. And, yeah, time to time you'll get something cool. Like we got the three dead films for that one time, but it's pretty rare, unfortunately. So, you, but you can rent the theater for like not that much money, uh, considering if you get ten people together, it would cost pretty much the same as a regular movie. So about a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, it's two. Well, it's two hundred, but movies here are almost twenty. So oh my gosh, dude, uh, that's insane. I know it's just fucking ridiculous. So uh, hopefully Fuck. one day I get a group big enough to. Just pay 20, 20 bucks in each and watch yeah, one of the classics. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, short and show tonight. Yeah. What absolutely. watched? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's a super short and show because we're actually recording this like two or three weeks before the episode releases because I'll be in Florida while, when this happens and uh, which thought it'd be easier. So the guys, yeah, that you guys get a week off, which is, you know, great. And then come back strong for the big season of Halloween. Yeah. You know what? We shouted out Joe for his efforts to. The events let's shout out steve the 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 magic of editing filming or recording this on a 3 p.m the day after we we, we already recorded our west craven last night and you yeah. guys won't even tell the difference except that we told you so there you go thanks steve <laughs> yeah, no problem i'm just saying in case we say something that like contradicts <laughs> you know what we talked about uh for some reason like the event might have been announced already you know to the listeners but right now we can't so who knows oh, that's true you know, stuff like that I forgot about that yeah. Yeah, but let's get to somewhat watch because I'm excited to talk about this one. I have been on a 2023 kick and I've talked pretty much only 2023 films in the last little while, but I ha- had to break that tradition because there's one movie that Todd told me about, which is now weeks ago for this record for this uh, episode release, but actually a week ago for the recording. So I finally checked out burial grounds which is an italian film from the early 1980s very simple premise it's just a group of people who are in an italian villa and all of a sudden the um i guess apocalypse happens while they're there and a bunch of zombies start attacking that villa so there's not too much to the story but plot twist for some reason they have this mother and child in there and by child i mean a fucking 40 year old looking guy in a 10 year old's body it's like fucking (laughs) benjamin button up in there Uh, the creepiest fucking kid you've ever seen in your life and really like i don't even know why they made that choice i mean maybe because he's such a creepy fucker and the way that they wrote it is absolutely disgusting so i know todd talked about it when he did this what watch but i'm just gonna reiterate just how fucking creepy this kid is for really no reason in the middle of their zombie attack, 
he like goes to his mother you know perfectly normal reaction he's scared they're zombies i I get it you know and he starts kind of like hugging her and just being super afraid but then he leans in for a kiss and she doesn't stop him so what does a kid do you know i don't know but according to this director his next move is like well she's accepting my kiss so i think i'm gonna try to finger bang her and she lets it go way too far like it doesn't go thankfully to where they thought it should be but damn it was super uncomfortable now thank god it's played by a 26 year old who's playing a 10 year old for whatever reason but it's such a creepy scene and there's no reason for it none that this is absolutely out of nowhere had i not known i would have just been, fell out of my chair like what the fuck just happened but i was kind of warned about it so i was expecting something creepy to happen the only thing i can think of is later in the film spoiler alert the creepy kid does die and she's like the mom is devastated of course so they keep going with the zombie thing but he does reanimate and she's so happy that he reanimates that her reaction again for whatever reason is i'm gonna let him suck on my tits and then he bites off the tit so was that whole thing just so he could get a gore shot of him like biting off a nipple I don't know, man. It's it's a fucking weird movie. But I will say I enjoyed it overall, despite how weird it was, because the zombies look really cool. I like the zombie attack. Uh, there's some thrilling scenes. I was never really bored. But what, that is one of the weirdest film decisions I think I've ever seen. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you liked it, because the creepy dude is the absolute worst. I'm, I'm glad you liked it, man. And I'm glad you watched it, because that... I want everyone to watch this just for the shock value of this kid and this man that's played by a little person who had like three, four movies and then disappeared. And then I was like um, happy to see that there's a little featurette on the Blu-ray from uh, Severin called Peter Still Lives. And they have the actor come to a convention in Italy. And it's, man, I had trouble even watching this interview because... I don't know if it's an Italian culture thing or I just didn't understand the humor with it or I don't know, man, but they bring up him on stage and everyone's clapping, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, he still looks the same. It's kind of, it's off-putting. They have the MC and then they have a quote-unquote resident zombie expert who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's very weird. But the first thing this actor does, the guy that plays Peter, the 12-year-old man-child, and he goes, he goes to the crowd and says, is there any women's breasts I can, I can suck or bite or something like that? I'm like, what like what? this is your open because <laughs> the crowd fucking goes wild right but the worst part of it is they immediately after that they stop clapping they open up to a q a and not one italian man not two but three ask a boob related question about the 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 boob that he bit what did her boob taste like did the boob taste salty did the boob have milk on it i'm like what are fucking what we doing fuck? <laughs> i'm like i guess this is humorous but the guys were responding in a serious matter like it wasn't like ha 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 they were like really serious about it and they wanted his answers i'm like whoa this is fucking strange man so not only is his performance super fucking weird but when he comes out of retirement for this (laughs) this blu-ray convention interview in italy he's still fucking weird i man please if you can find barrel ground aka what night of terror i think yeah something like that or whatever it's called (laughs) yeah this fucking kid is amazing and his my favorite scene 
of all the weird scenes with him, my favorite one is when they zoom into his face when he's sleeping. His <laughs> eyes first open. <laughs> he's creepy as hell. I saw memes of that. It's 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 so it's so funny. The kid is so fucking creepy. And even when he's doing nothing, he's creepy. He's just creepy looking, you know. It's uh... I can't look but anywhere but him. Right. Whenever he's on the camera, I'm like, what is that little fucker doing? <laughs> yeah, it's such I, I still don't understand what they were thinking with those scenes. Like, is that a popular thing back then? Is that like a breastfeeding fantasy? a twelve year old? <laughs> I don't know, a ten year old, twelve year old. Yeah, but and anyway, I guess they but, made him old because what he's doing is like you know you can't do that with kids, thankfully. I, but it's also really like you could have just cut that and had a real kid. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. It's you could have just had a zombie bite a boob off without yeah, the context. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, that could have happened. And. It's also weird too, because it's not like a fast scene where he just goes up and grabs it. It's like like he's moving oh, yeah. into the boob slow, and then the nipple is fucking pulled out, and then he fucking caresses it. And then to make it even creepier, she's like, "Remember, remember this? You used to love to suck on my breast." I'm like, "He's fucking ten! I know it's it's so Stop. it's so gross, and that whole scene is just fucking gross. <laughs> it's a cool gore gore effect though." It is a cool gore effect. I'll, I'll get that. And the whole movie has like gore effects. Like we have to remember, there's still a lot of cool zombie movie stuff yeah. in this. I like the way the zombies look. They're so like slimy and yeah. and gross. Um, very much reminiscent of other Italian uh, zombie films. A zombie, for example, yeah. you know the uh, just the the one with the maggots in his eye. Like you have a mm-hmm. very similar zombie in this. And I, I dig, dig the aesthetic. It was just a, it's overshadowed by that fucking kid and that those two scenes. It's like two hour movie or what, hour 40 minutes i think and you have like a three minute period that overtakes the whole movie because it's so out there creepy peter yeah absolutely and uh my second what watch for this week is a 2023 film i watched this one over on tubi and it's called craving so craving is a movie about a uh, group of heroin addicts who get holed up in a bar and uh, there's this group of like I'd say kind of Southern hicks that are after them and they're demanding that they hand over one of the specific guys that's in the bar or they're going to start killing people. And they're like scared of this person for some reason. And they say that they have to put him down. We don't know the context as to why. And there's a whole fucking hour of them doing overly dramatic, like backstories to all the characters in the bar, I guess, so that you feel for them for the rest of the story and i was like just bored out of my mind there was nothing good going on um felissa rose is in this she plays a bartender and i mean i love felissa rose she's one of the sweetest nicest people i ever met as a celebrity but her performances are not exactly uh top tier uh thankfully spoiler she does get off pretty quickly and the gore was surprisingly pretty good for the few scenes that we got and i was really to just ready to dismiss this as a maybe half star maybe one star i'm not sure depending how they ended it but in the last half hour there's something that happens and i won't spoil that that completely turns this fucking movie around uh they introduce another element to it like something more horror and a little bit more like kind of supernatural and all of a sudden the gore is turned up to fucking 11 it gets absolutely crazy there are a ton of great kills blood flying everywhere good creature effects and i was like holy shit like if you had given this uh the whole movie or at least more of the movie this could have been something you know to to watch out for so 
but you spend that whole first hour doing nothing and just having overly dramatic backstories to people that ultimately don't really matter to the story. Uh, it's weird, but for that half hour, I think it raised my score quite a bit. So I ended up getting a two and a half out of uh, five. Not a great score, nothing that would come close to you know being in my top of the year. But that last half hour made it at least something that I'm happy I watched. You know, uh, nothing I'd go out of my way to recommend because it takes so long to get there. But it was a cool half hour, and I I appreciate it for that. So that's craving over on Tubi. All right, I don't have any uh, movies, but I've still been playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Xbox, and it's a fucking hoot. Actually, playing as Leatherface is cool and all, and it's so satisfying to run around the chainsaw. But I like cook man he's a goofy little bastard he has this like broken um uh, broom handle and he hops around when he's running but man i wiped the whole fucking survivors with him the other mm -hmm. day and i was like man i fucking love this guy so i highly recommend you guys play tcm because it does take that old tried and try, tiring method of you know us versus them four players versus three players whatever it is but i think it's really i think it's definitely an upgrade from all the other films so or not films uh games so far yeah, I'm really enjoying it as well. Uh, I play as the hitchhiker when I usually play as the uh, as the villains. Uh, sometimes Leatherface, because if you so if you use Leatherface ten times and then twenty times, you get different costumes for him. Uh, at ten times in particular, you get the costume for part two, which I think is fucking awesome. So I'm I'm trying to use him more just to get that. But uh, there's something about the hitchhiker that just makes me laugh. He runs like he has a fucking you know shit in his pants butt. like yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's so fucking funny and it's just amusing as you're kind of going through this uh this whole adventure and um it's such a it's a fun game i personally probably won't play it when i don't have people that i know but we know so many people that play it now because a lot of people in our discord do play it and we get and these game nights going so if there's a reason to join our discord that's definitely one of them we have so much fun organizing those game nights and playing through games like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right now, we're going to be eating good in this department because we had Friday the 13th, which, of course, is being decommissioned next year. But as a replacement, I mean, now we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was uh, free on Game Pass, so that is a big advantage. Hopefully, one day, Evil Dead kind of joins that, uh, that group as well. There's Killer Clowns from Outer Space coming out at some point uh, this year, I believe, still. So Is that Game Pass too, do you know? They haven't announced it. Um, they're actually so. talking about it at Gamescom, which is airing right when we're recording right now. So apparently they're going to have news about that. Uh, if it's on Game Pass, we'll all play it. If it's not, we probably won't, yes. right? That's right. that's the way it is. It's um, I think the free-to-play model for this type of game is smarter. You know, just have people pay for cosmetic stuff, and people will. You know, they're big enough horror fans that they will pay for the cosmetic stuff. Like, let you earn a lot of stuff, too, so you want to keep playing but put some stuff behind a paywall and keep it free. I agree. I 100% agree with that. And I'm a person that very, very rarely will buy something in game that's cosmetic. But I think I definitely would if they did some cool DLC, like remake stuff or new maps, stuff like that. Well, actually, I hate it when they do ma new maps and then they tie it to the... Yeah, they don't usually do network. maps, though, because like often they don't do maps because then people stop, don't play it, right? Because you right. need everyone to have that map. Um, or at least let it do like uh, the golf game we play on VR, where if one True. person owns the map, then they can play, but that person has to be there, right? So yeah, um, maybe that way it would be a good way as well. So, but yeah, maybe, but yeah, loving it. 
like i'll never pay for a cosmetic for myself like i won't take a single player game and buy a cosmetic because who cares but when i'm playing with a bunch of friends and stuff sometimes you just want to have that different cosmetic and (laughs) almost like show up in a weird way you know (laughs) so i I would probably put down a little bit of money just to have some cool looking version of leatherface or some of the other characters i mean that's not to go on off too big of a tangent but that's what i did with mortal kombat when they had the dlc for like leatherface and terminator and rambo i'm like you wait for uh, Xbox to put DLC on sale for like a dollar ninety nine, snatch them up, and then you then you have a lot of time playing. I always use like the formula too. Like people complain like, uh, oh, Call of Duty seventy bucks or Game Pass is fifteen bucks. Like, all right, well, how many how much hours did you put into that game? If your total spend is thirty bucks and you put a hundred hours in there, like do right. the math. That's like fucking easy, mm-hmm. easy uh, replayability and repay yourself essentially. But all right, so let's get on the 28 Days Later, um, directed by Danny Boyle, like I said earlier. Straight from the Blu-ray, we have director Danny Boyle's groundbreaking take on zombie horror has been hailed as the most frightening film since The Exorcist. I feel like every fucking movie says that. A, a lot, like a <laughs> lot of movies, especially The Exorcist for some reason. There's yeah. something about that movie that people always want to compare to. When a deadly rage virus transforms the world around them into a seemingly desolate wasteland, a handful of determined survivors attempt to salvage a future, unaware that the worst is yet to come. So, okay, is it Cillian or Killian? I think we keep freaking uh, I think it's Killian. All right, Killian Murphy stars as Jim, a bicycle courier in London, England. And we start off with his character. Well, sorry, actually, before that, we have an opening scene where some ecological activists, you can call them, break into a research lab where chimpanzees are being held and they're being experimented on and it looks at face value like they're being tortured so they go in there to uh, release them which we can talk about what the fucking end game is later but you don't fucking escort chimps around london it's not how it works but uh they break them out and a doctor's like please don't do this they're infected and like infected with what and he's like rage and they're like fuck you and they release them anyway monkeys attack and then it spreads the rage virus, which is spread through blood, saliva, and the zombie-like figures. Uh, they're not undead, but zombie zombie enough. Make an effort to you know, like blow their blood into your face so it infects you in a matter of seconds, and then you spread the virus, so on and so on. Cut forward to 28 days later, title card, and we have Jim, who wakes up in a bed in a hospital, completely nude, hooked up to IV fluid and all that stuff. And we learn that he had an injury where he was knocked out on his bike, and all he remembers is being knocked or being hit by a car and then waking up in the fucking hospital ward, being left alone. So we follow him for a little bit as he explores London, looking for people. Eventually, he meets up with two survivors that tell him, hey, the fucking world ended. This is it. Everyone's fucking dead. And and so on. And he links up with them. And eventually, they go on adventures together. And I'll leave it at that. Watch this on. I had the VHS tape when I was younger. And I watched the shit out of this movie. I, I still get the same feelings I did when I watched it then. I really like it. I love it. In fact, there are some like minor issues I have with it. And tonally, Danny Boyle seems to do the same kind of thing where he has a movie for like three fourths, like the same style. And then he flips like in the movie Sunshine. It's like all sci-fi and then a slasher movie. But other than that, I actually love this film. What about you? Yeah, this is a movie that I also watched like since early on. I saw in theaters when it first came out. I bought it on DVD when it first came out on uh media and um it's one i always appreciated this is i think the first time i ever saw fast zombies um i don't remember i know they're not technically zombies they're infected but i don't remember seeing infected with what (laughs) rage (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I don't remember seeing like fast zombies before this so this has started kind of a new rage and at the time 
it was exciting because it was something different, right? We'd only seen kind of slow moving zombies up until this point. It's exciting, but I remember people being pissed. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Zombies weren't weren't slow shambling. Exactly, and people then be like, no, no, they're not zombies; they're infected. You know, it's only until like Dawn of the Dead later that they're actually zombies and they're fast. So, yeah, so that was really cool, and I I really like the film. I do have some issues with it, which brings the score down. Particularly, I think the first half is much stronger than the second half because I don't love what they decided to focus on for the second half of the movie. But that first half is so goddamn good. There are some genuinely scary scenes in this. Uh, There's one in particular that just freaks me out for some reason. Uh, There's a lot of really cool stuff that they do. I love zombie films in general. I, I really love when it's like a small group just going through different places. That's why I adored the first Walking Dead uh, season like I love the whole Walking Dead series but the first season in particular because like that first episode it's basically just Rick going down you know into Atlanta by himself and meeting up with like, just a couple people I like that about this as well you know you get really get to know those people you form like a bond to those people and if any of them die you actually feel bad about it you know because you know the impact that it has on the other survivors and and unfortunately they lose some of that second half of the film but overall it's still a a fun film that i like to revisit from time to time and i was planning to revisit at some point anyway because apparently they're going to make the third and final installment of this series 28 months later but uh for now i'm still happy i got to finally watch it because we do mention it quite a bit on the show as well like over time it's just one of those movies that comes back up for whatever reason yeah yeah so just to go back to the beginning i guess it's what what are these guys planning to do? Because chimpanzees are notoriously violent, and they're in they're they're kept in these awful situations. Like, do you think they're gonna come hug you and hold your hand? Like, so ill advised them breaking up the chimps. I, they kind of deserved it, to be honest. Yeah, I th- I think it's like any of the activist lo- logistic. Like, you have this goal in mind to save whatever you're saving or do whatever you're doing, but then ne- you never think out the like full logistics of what you're doing. You know, you just have this one sided goal in mind like in this it was save the chimps without thinking of the consequences of saving the chimps yes. like is there a reason why they're being caged you know they just assume the worst but yeah it's in this case it ended up killing the world right so or at least yeah. the uk allegedly yeah so. um do you think the these apes developed these chimpanzees developed a virus themselves or it was a government thing and that was a lab that infected them what are your thoughts it could be a variety of things, right? It could be that the government uh, injected this as a counter, like either a weapon that they want to use for certain people, or it's a failed experiment. Like they actually wanted to enhance people, but it turns out that they got rage instead. I, I don't know. You know, it's it's tough to say. There, there's a movie I watched recently where that happened, where uh, the, they inf- infected someone and everyone got rage except this one guy. And it really, like, infuriated. Oh, it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3. So it, like, pissed off the creator that he couldn't figure out the formula to not have people have rage. So maybe it was a situation like that. But it could also be as simple as a disease, like, that they happened to quarantine and they happened to try to figure out. And they they didn't in time, right? They got kind of killed before figuring it out. Yeah, and I think it's um, it's a positive that we don't, dive into that and that the story is about Jim and not Jim 
saving the world, which is like a lot of these movies do. Like they'll have a character that doesn't need to be a savior and then they make him the savior. So it was nice to just have a normal person uh, run around. Yeah, uh, you mentioned when we were talking about it online, it's like whenever you have these hellscapes of like no one around, you constantly looking for the car oh that ran God, the barricade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who'd, you, who'd you spot? So that was a uh, yeah. It, of course, you're like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme from uh, you know um, the Hollywood movie where he's like pointing at the screen oh, yeah. <laughs> because you you become yeah you start focusing on it. it's like when you see a dead body in a movie. I always look to see if it's like going to blink or it's breathing or whatever the case may be. I don't know. It's just something that I always look out for. And so he's in London, which is impressive in itself that they filmed it practically, and the logistics behind that is actually pretty fucking crazy when you think about it, but they do a really good job and you see these actually like popular places in London, absolutely empty, but there's one shot. Of course, there's one shot where you could see up a street. It's like a hill that goes up and on that hill, there's a dude just like casually walking up the hill as if he went shopping that morning, you know, and he's supposed to be completely empty in that city. So yeah, you're going to have mistakes, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but they almost had it because all the other scenes seem pretty clear, but that one dude ruined the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And I, I think if this movie's made today, they just would have erased them. CGI them, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or but they could have missed it too. I mean, we sure. also live in an age where Game of Thrones, one of the most watched TV shows ever, had a fucking Starbucks cup <laughs> in, in a shot <laughs> in the final season. So it, people will miss it. You know, you, you get tunnel vision when you work on certain projects and even though 100 people looked at it no one notices some of those details yeah the the same typo gets through every time Mm -hmm. yeah and then you know jim eventually gets to a church which is one of my favorite scenes because it's just so off-putting he uh goes to like a the church is a, a, a scene of mass suicide and there's a bunch of fucking bodies in there and he's just like hello and the two or three zombies that react to him, in my opinion, are just fucking terrifying, man. Like, they have this blank stare. I'm like, fuck, every time. Yeah, that's actually a scene I was referring to. Uh, there's something about the way they look, which is just terrifying. Like, it just, I don't know what it is. It just, They're, it's like, so excited creepy. to see him. Yeah, but, like, they, they like, pause. Like, it's, yeah. like, a mental game of who's going to attack first. Are they bad? Are they good? Because there's a bunch of bodies in the church. There's something, yeah, it was super fucking effective, and I, I really like that scene. Heck yeah, and he beats, he hits the preacher, yeah, and then it kind of leads to a point that I'm like, really? So Jim's running after knocking out a preacher because he was infected, and then these two, uh, Selena and Mark show up launching fucking Molotov cocktails, and then they blow up a fucking gas station just to kill like three zombies. I'm like, is this necessary? Burn down all of London? Yeah, no kidding, it was like super unnecessary. <laughs> But yeah, what do you think about Jim's parents? Eventually they make it to his house because he insists on finding them and we find them. I like that they did that because that's what would really happen in real life. You know, it's the same reason when I play a video game like Flight Simulator, for example, which uses real world maps. The very fucking first thing I did was fly over my house. And the same thing when I got VR for the first time and I got Google Maps on VR you know, I'm not going to the fucking Vatican or the Eiffel Tower. No, I'm going to go check out what my street looks like. In VR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that's natural to want to go see, especially that he had loved ones and he wanted to know what happened. Right. They did the same thing in The Walking Dead again. And I, I like that he went back home and that you saw his parents there and it was sad. 
and you can see him walking around the house and just looking at the different memories, you know, things on them uh, in the cupboards that make him think of his mom's cooking and pictures on the fridge. You know, it just that was a real moment. And I appreciate that, that they did that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I appreciate they do that scene because it brings some layers of uh, emotions to it, too, especially when Jim, uh, the mother's holding the picture of him as a baby or a young boy and on the back it says hey you know we left you asleep and now we're going to be sleeping with you so they kill themselves to be with him and he's still here it's like gosh damn like the mind fuck of the whole thing man like i don't know what you would do how you would process it but one thing i had a question about is what where would you go first i know we just talked about the parents and going home to see where everyone is but like you're out of the hospital bed no one's in the hospital personally i would go to a police station first what about you it's tough to say because if the city's empty, I don't know if I'd go to a police station first because that it would seem almost like pointless at that point. You know, it's I don't know, like maybe because I've watched too many zombie movies and I've read the survival guide. So I know that police stations are not the first place you should be going. Amazing book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Amazing <laughs> book by Max Brooks. No, I probably would go home. You know, I'd I'd be so curious as to what happened to my family. It's a resource that can explain to me what happened if they're still there. I have my stuff, which I can pack up and, you know, use for survival or whatever. So that, yeah, I think it's realistic that he would go or at least want to go home first. What about you? No, fair enough. I see that point. And it's always something you have to remember, too, is zombies in every zombie movie except like spoofs don't exist in that universe so they don't know like what they're dealing with it's it's weird eh? like ne- it's yeah. very rare that they acknowledge the fact that zombies are a thing in media I th- like zombie like, land yeah but yeah, that's a spoof right and then no. that one with um kylo ren spoof and bill murray yeah absolutely dead don't die yeah but regular series films i don't think so no no it's it's like not a thing and you know in vampires they do for some reason all the vampire movies like that's yeah. not real that's just movies that make you you know the garlic or that. yeah yeah exactly but <laughs> never in zombies yeah it's strange but yeah i i if, i'd probably go to police station or get a car but i know it's a little bit different like here in america like there's fucking cars everywhere and like a downtown metropolis like that not necessarily the same thing but he did go to a car and the alarm went off and scared him so yeah no exactly it's um, actually so that's actually a point i wanted to uh ask you about is it unrealistic that there are no cars around especially I, like downtown london I, I feel like if an apocalypse happened everyone would go to their car and try to escape and you see it in all the other zombie stuff. There's cars yeah. fucking everywhere, whereas there it's completely empty. And I felt, and he's even driving down like later with with the family down a, a highway with like basically no obstacles other than that one tunnel. It's, that that was a little bit unrealistic to me. No, I agree. That's the first thing a lot most people would do is get is probably drive to the countryside. And even when we get to the countryside, there's not a lot going on. Yeah, they should, probably should have had more vehicles. I, it doesn't, when Rick's walking to Atlanta, the opposite way is just burned it's out. Cars. Absolutely like full of cars, whereas no yeah. one's going into Atlanta, which makes sense. That's right? the last fucking scene. Yeah. yeah, it is. How do you feel about Selena and Mark, specifically Selena? Because I don't think Mark deserved to get killed, man. I agree. Yeah, yeah, he didn't deserve to get killed, but at the same time, he got infected, right? So, you know, I, he, was he infected though? I I yeah. I saw that more of a like a defensive wound from her machete. It, or it, fuck, it, and this is something we're going to talk about a lot. 
um in the rules of this like whole thing with all the blood that was like being sprayed around the fact that he had a giant cut is almost for sure that he got infected which at the same time killian murphy got blood in his face and they they hacked that zombie right over right yeah, over him. exactly and it somehow like not a droplet went into his eye or his mouth like fuck off there's no fucking way and yeah. that's that's a big plot point issue that comes to it's play later yes yeah. uh, but in this his case he had a big gash so i think the blood would have mixed in i yeah i mean going to another zombie movie world war z brad pitt knows the count and he counts and then right. okay you're fine which is a cool scene in that movie that's kind of a wreck but still fun which we will cover eventually yeah we're yeah, gonna do all I, the zombie movies <laughs> like all oh, the yeah, big zombie I, movies at some point that's our go-to when joe's gone is we'll exactly <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I personally thought Mark got killed and he wasn't infected, and Selena was a little hard ass all the time. But man, that leads us to introduce to fucking big ass ass kicking. What's his face, Gleason, the yeah, the dad, Brendan, Brendan Gleason, Brendan Gleason, who's just like a larger than life figure, dude. Whenever you see him, he just I just want to give him a hug. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, even, his, even um, when he's an asshole, like in Harry yeah. Potter. Well, he's he's kind of a goofy asshole in Harry Potter. He's got that I guess. wonky eye in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> But he's in uh, Gangs in New York, right? As um, like yeah. a rival guy that gets shafted. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they, they come across like a high rise that has like a light saying SOS on their apartment and they or their flat in England. And they go up there and then they're introduced to, uh, what's his name, Frank, in fucking riot gear and just destroying zombies. And then he has his daughter and they realize that they got to get out of the city because there's no rain, which is a big damn it we should have waited in the apartment because there's a shit ton of rain right. later <laughs> exactly it's fucking but, like come on london are you telling me that it's not gonna rain at some point like seriously <laughs> you can wait the fish can fucking not drink a bunch of water for a while right but frank his daughter she's like 14 or something jim and selena they all get in a, a taxi cab and their plan is to go out to the countryside and um uh, there's this military broadcast saying they have the answer to the infection we'll protect you blah 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 come find us so they make their way over there which gets to one of my worst or least favorite scenes. I'm sure you can guess which one it is. I you're skipping the tunnel. There's nothing you want. No, to I'm going to the tunnel. When okay, there's a perfectly the good. There's a perfectly erected ramp. Oh yeah, this, well that's this stupid fucking taxi to drive over like a billion cars. Yeah, that was so fucking dumb. <laughs> Awful. It made, it made absolutely no sense that car could go through that tunnel unscathed like the way it was, or a little bit. You know, there's just like. Minor no issues. car, unless you're a monster truck, is right. <laughs> getting onto another car. I don't care what you're doing. That was right. <laughs> find a different way. I, I hated that scene. But what, what scene? What comes after this? They get to what? They, when once they get to the um, uh, the actual like military post. But uh, did you, would you uh, before we get there? Would you stay out in the open in a situation like this because they sleep? Oh, no outside and they even like and they even take drugs to fall asleep are you fucking kidding me in that situation not a fucking chance like, they don't have no the zombie survival thing. guide steve that's right yes <laughs> it makes no sense it's like a double whammy a don't sleep outside and b don't fucking take drugs it's gonna keep you asleep and a, a little fire right? oh yeah it's like might as well be <laughs> a goddamn beacon it reminds me of a scene in i know i keep referring to the walking deads but in Fear of the Walking Dead in the first season, the guy, one of the guys does the same fucking move. He goes into a wide open building, builds a giant fire and sleeps in the building. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how do you survive? I would, I would always be sleeping in closets, you know, something that I could absolutely barricade 
and that people wouldn't know I'm in there. It makes no sense. It's there must be a ton of empty houses around. Why outside? I'm no, I 100 percent agree with you. That's so stupid, so dangerous. And I know Frank's watching, keeping watch. But these dudes are all drugged out, like you said. <laughs> like they're not, they're worthless. But I have a question. So when they stop to get gas and Jim wanders into a diner, there's there's food that's like um, rotting, like people are sitting there eating. How did they die? Did they kill themselves while eating at the diner? Like that that kind of yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I question that. I question that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I actually don't know. Um, just one of those movie rules, I movie guess. Thing. Maybe they made it in there somehow. I don't know. Yeah, because the zombies don't kill their victims. No, they turn them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe the military sprayed them all. Yeah, we we yeah. There, there's a bunch of stories that uh, that could say. I'm I'm just glad they didn't try to uh, start that car with uh, vomited alcohol and piss. So. Oh gosh, <laughs> I saw this on TV once. Yeah, which is a reference to the movie Gamer. <laughs> yeah, if, if people don't get that particular reference, it's one of the ridiculous plot points in there. If you have a grocery store that you can hit up, it's been a month, mind you, so not everything is fair game. Uh, what would you be picking up for your trip? You have one last kind of carload to break from a grocery store, so you're not getting weapons or shit like that. You're getting whatever yeah. they have there. What would you pick up? Well, definitely not endless supplies of candy and chips like they were doing. <laughs> right. Um, but honestly, I would stay in that grocery store. Like yeah. it is fully stocked. There's one entrance that we saw. You can Which also it. doesn't make sense if we learn anything from zombie apocalypses is everyone goes for I mean, fucking in real life, everyone went for the grocery stores and toilet paper and yeah. we're all home without zombies attacking us, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> That's a great point because as you say, like, we have a real life example of nowhere near this level of severity, you know? And people cleaned out fucking supermarkets at one point. There's like yeah. no chicken, no fucking bread. And this one, <laughs> so you can watch Netflix fun. at home for a week, you know, like, it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was stupid, but I would have fucking just stayed there. But I, I get he's a dad and he wants to get his daughter to military safety because he, you know, you think the military and police are going to protect you, but people that watch movies know that's not the truth. But they don't know that because it's not a zombie movie to them. But yeah, eventually they get to the checkpoint and it's just a fucking wasteland. There's you know military bodies. There's no one there. Frank is pissed. He's he's distraught. They're like, hey, we need to go, Frank. He's like, go fucking where? Like, this is all we came here for. And in a scene that is really cool, but also is like, nah, really? He pull and blood from a body drops down into his eyeball and he fucking turns. And I'm bummed about it. Yeah, I'm bummed about it because I love that character. I love that actor. And also, that one infection kind of opens up a huge like hole in the story which is if one droplet uh, gets you you automatically get infected which people get sprayed by them and there's no way that they they wouldn't have been affected later on in the movie earlier in the movie so they should have why, why not just make it a little bit more uh you know of a clear infection like he got cut somehow on a body or something like anything other than that because now you're making it where, like us, well, like, you know, when we're looking at dead bodies, see if they're breathing, and we're looking at the empty area, if there's anyone walking around. Now we're looking, if there's even so much as one droplet of blood that's near the nose, the eyes, the mouth, we're like, well, they fucked up, you know? So 
yeah, I didn't I didn't like that that whole thing. I agree, and it looks really cool. Um, it does, but I I think it looks cooler when the zombie is just vomiting a downpour of blood into the victims' faces. Like that is a really cool effect. So I think they should have done that. Like you need, because come on, man. Like you don't get HIV from a fucking drop of blood in your mouth. I don't think, at least. Don't quote me on think, that. I don't think I don't think so either. But it's like make it a little bit harder because, like you said everybody should be infected everybody every single person unless you're immune which they don't touch upon in this so now counterpoint here Mm -hmm. and thank you to their sponsor for this everyone who doesn't get affected in this drank like pepsi (laughs) 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 or a pepsi product whether it's seven up pepsi or the mango juice eight chocolate is pepsi the cure in the 28 days uh universe find out more in 28 months later yeah yeah because they like straight up show full pepsi cans being consumed multiple times in the movie or at least one of the pepsi products so yeah i can just imagine how gross that was for jim that haven't hadn't drank water for how knows long the mm-hmm. chug of lukewarm pepsi <laughs> right so it's sitting like, there for a month, like, god yeah. no wonder why he's a fucking headache he's drinking pepsi constantly um yeah but which leads to something else and i know why the military was hiding but like they randomly show up they could have showed up yeah, right five minutes earlier yeah but no they don't and they don't yeah. show up until frank turns and they shoot his ass I, I will say that i love the way that they turn how he's like coherent telling his daughter to get away and slowly you could see his transformation well not too slowly i mean it's still pretty quick but you see that transformation that like switch from human to zombie uh it's something i think they eventually perfected in a lot of the korean zombie films that we saw uh like train to busan like uh, all of us are dead the tv show which are both i mean absolute top tier zombie uh properties so i i really liked his transformation and you see him because he's talking how he went from coherent to infected and how quickly it was It's, it's cool absolutely very effective scene plus i mean we at that point he's probably everyone's favorite character and you're like oh man he's yeah which which goes back to what i was saying before i that's why i like the small groups because we in the span of what 40 minutes we really got to know those four and cared for those four so his death affects us because we like him but it also affects us because we know what he meant to the group i mean even killian fucking called him dad the scene before you know it's it's it was a good one I was just going to mention that, that it was a very, it's like a scene that comes and goes, but when they're sleeping and all knocked out, Jim has a, a, a bad dream and Frank wakes him up and says, hey man, you're, you have a bad dream? He's like, thanks dad. And Frank's reaction is just like one of like paternal love for Jim, you know? And it's, yeah, it's sweet. Exactly. It's a sweet scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, soldiers show up, shoot Frank, and then take them to um, this like kind of high society mansion that they've uh, acquired, commandeered that they you know put barbed wire and guns around and shit but if you listen closely and once you watch the movie once you get the context is that like hey we're coming back two females one male repeat two females one male and like cool which you think normal they would normally do that until right. you understand why they're all excited about it mm-hmm. we meet the soldiers about a group of 10 dudes nine or 10 dudes trying to make the best of the situation at face value they seem pretty legit and i mean obviously we know something's amiss but right away you don't right yeah exactly you know and and that comes from the trust that you know police officers the military uh 
you know, any type of authority figure will always be there to protect you, you know, and that might not be the case. So they kind of play on that. And the main guy, and I forget what his, what his name is. You see him in a lot of movies. Yeah, the um, major. Yeah, the major. He, like, he he's very good to them for a long time, and he's also good to his people. Now you know, you know, that we're watching a horror film. We're not watching a fucking comedy or drama film that he's going to turn to be out uh, to be a piece of shit. But you're trying to figure out what his angle is. Is he a cannibal? Is he like what's his? You know what? Why is he eventually going to turn? And I love that about horror movies. I'm always like, okay, what's this guy's deal going to be? You know, like what's he hiding? And uh, yeah, it was fun to find out. Yeah, and shortly after we learned that the major um, promised his men women. Essentially, um, he found one of his guys to kill himself because, like, hey, like, even if we outlast the infected and there's, you know, we're able to go out in the world again, there's nine men. How do we restart society? Even if that is the reason, which I don't know if it is, probably not, but that he promised that they will find women and that they can have them essentially. And Jim is a little roadblock in that because he's a he's a guy and he's protecting his girls, and it's not like hey, do you want to date me? It's like, no, you're going to get fucking dressed in this fancy dress and we're going to rape both of you. And it's like, fuck, man. It's Then it gets, then it then it loses steam for me personally at this point. Me too. Uh, once the military aspect gets introduced and it kind of calms down from the initial, like, okay, they found them. It, it kind of turns into a different movie uh, right up until the very end of it. And it does slow down considerably. And I don't like the angle that they went with i i kind of just wish they had kept up with the group and maybe picking up you know strays here and there but just getting into different little situations that um you know like they had you know i i liked seeing them just travel the world and or at least the, the countryside and getting into these little situations and moral conundrums and stuff like that and the, the military stuff was just kind of like ugh, i don't know i feel like i've seen this before you know the kind of swarmy rapist soldiers or rapist you know clan or cult or whatever it's going to be in this film so that's too bad i agree and i I think the better film even though i love this film is that the soldiers are legit maybe you have one or two that are pieces of shit and that can still play out the way it plays out where they want to have them you know they want to assault them and they the women and jim turn the table on them i think that's effective too still but having the military thing overrun like this is like their hope their savior whatever and then even the military can't stop them with their automatic weapons i think that's the better film opposed to one soldier stands up for them the sergeant and they take jim and the sergeant out to execute them but jim gets away and it essentially turns into a fucking slasher movie where jim is like a jason Voorhees taking out every member of the military with the help of a zombie that the military was um keeping captive to, to study him i there's some cool visuals in that and the rain coming down and the fighting is really cool, but I just don't, I'm not, I don't feel it. Yeah. It's where it stopped separating itself from the pack. You know, it became just kind of a standard horror, uh, you know, story. And it's too bad because up until this point, it had been very unique, especially at that time, you know, now we've seen stuff like it, but at that time it was a very unique story and this whole thing, you know, and, they don't introduce some of the things well enough. I think Mailer, who's the uh, the zombie that they're keeping, I th- I would have liked to know more about him. Like you know, and maybe have some kind of connection that's deeper than just one of the soldiers that they kept around. There are things that they could have done. I I think the major should have been a good guy throughout, and his boys just like his men are the ones that were kind of getting 
you know, that bad and they're the ones who are wanting the women he just was trying to keep the peace and trying to survive i don't know i just feel that the way they went was too uh too standard i agree and it's sad too because the major truly does care about his men but he has good intentions that he takes the wrong way and i agree that should have been something even the cook like the nerdy cook guy is a likable character but he participates too he's a, he's just because you allow something to happen and don't stand up for him doesn't mean you're in the right you gotta stand up for injustice like that yeah, but i mean shoot i feel like uh it's the same thing with one of the characters and um what's that other fucking rape movie um that revenge movie they were talking oh, about um I sp- is i spin on your grave yeah the guy does, does, that's right doesn't Oh, but he's kind of revenge has that too, where he doesn't participate, but he lets it happen. But exactly right, and it's kind of the same way in this. And I don't know, I just he he should have tried to stop it. He should have been one of the good guys, at least to have yeah. one of them being a good guy to show. Not all military people are dicks. You know, there are yeah. good ones who are actually there to do good. So yeah, and that's probably reality too. Would have been they probably would have executed the dude that was trying to perpetrate perpetrate this and i know there's been atrocities throughout every military in history so there's not one answer for everybody but yeah it's still fucking weird what do you think of killian as a like fucking killer at the end like how where did that come from and that he's basically an <sighs> unstoppable machine <laughs> that kills pretty I, much the majority of the military yeah i don't i didn't like it it like i said it looked cool like there's some really effective shots and gore and everything but i'm like even when he's gouging out the guy, the worst of the guy's eyes, I'm like, fuck, relax. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, it's because they didn't set that up at all. No, you know? he wasn't it, badass it, ever. Yeah. If he had talked about maybe being military earlier in his life or had some kind of backstory that justified why he's actually a killing machine, but just wasn't uh, like doing that stuff, maybe. But at the he's a fucking like, delivery break. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's there's, fry. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason. For him to all, all of a sudden turn into Rambo, you know, it, yeah. it, was, it was kind of an odd choice. They they even could have had him do something against some zombies, like he killed a zombie kid. But other than that, he yeah. didn't do shit. Like they should have had him go on a rampage too, and even Frank showed him a couple of tricks or something, something to establish that he can take off trained military guys. You know, but I I love the guy that doesn't have any fucking bullets left. And he's hiding under the bed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> and then the cook, he hides in the cupboard and he gets stabbed by Jim. But here's probably my least favorite aspect of this film. Jim gets shot and then it cuts to like a happy ending, which I yeah, yeah. fucking like. I don't like it. Yeah, he got shot with all that blood flying around and you don't see what happened. It just, you literally, it literally like you said, cuts and it's what, another 28 days later, I think. Um, from yep. that point on and yeah he's fine happily he's good <laughs> happily ever after the end <laughs> yeah. he's, he's smashing that chick and they're gonna be rescued yeah it's but so, it's like so weird it's a freeze oh that whole sequence he okay. gets shot and then the freeze frame of them crashing the car that's the worst aspect of this film okay so i want that's something i wanted to kind of end on at least on on my end the aesthetic of this film overall i really liked it but there are some really weird shots out of nowhere that he doesn't do often enough to be like a established aesthetic for this movie, but he does it once in a while. That makes it kind of weird. There's a scene where they're like in a field and the flowers almost look painted. Yeah. Weird. Um, but then you also have a shot where you see like a, a cityscape, but in just in the 
like diagonal corner of it, you see like one of the characters' eyes. Like it, it was so it was done in a way that made me think, fuck, I think something's wrong with my TV. Not something that, oh, that's aesthetically. Like a VHS pleasing. tape. Yeah. yeah, right. Like almost like it was two scenes superimposed onto each other and there was something fucked up with my television or my tape or my uh my Blu-ray or something. It just didn't look good. And had he kept that aesthetic, like almost like a painting, then maybe. But he only does it that one time, and he only does that one shot that one time, and the freeze frame that one time. So what the fuck was happening? Like I don't understand what the hell he was doing with that. I, beats me. I have no idea. <laughs> and it's it's so out of place, especially at the ending where they freeze frame. And I guess I would have been just as mad if the the credits started rolling after the freeze frame. Right. But like I I I love Jim, but I think he should have died. I mm-hmm. think he should he should have died. Should have been sacrificed. Yeah, absolutely. If you really want to bring him back 28 days later, you know, you have the two people at a picnic and everything, and then you see a fucking infected gym, you know, like, and (laughs) like Ed from Shaun the Dead. Yeah, no, but they're (laughs) not keeping him. They they like have to put him down. You know, it's like a a grave. They're eating next to his grave or something. Yeah, or something, you know, just, but I I agree. He should have died. I guess they wanted him for sequels, which he never did. Maybe well, he, he, apparently part of, yeah he might be Ooh. in that 20 months later fuck yeah especially now with that fucking oppenheimer as like he's on a kind of top of his career right that'd be really cool mm-hmm. um but yeah the final scene jim wakes up he's perfectly fine so there's no stakes with that and then they're living in a little cottage no security features nothing come on let's put a fucking let's let's go back to the walking dead let's put a line with some fucking jingling things at least you know Any, anything anything <laughs> You know, Dig in The hole. Walking Dead, they kind of did this with the um, uh, the farmhouse in season two, and it got overrun. You know, and they they did not make that fucking mistake again. You know, they had all they always had some kind of barrier. Even like you said, it's just cans on a fucking rope. At least it warns him. It gives him a warning to get up and not have be on drugs and sleep through fucking people <laughs> packing your entire camp without you knowing. And, and getting in the car, <laughs> yeah, <and> driving. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, there's yeah, these people needed that book. Like this, seriously, yeah. their survival skills were terrible. Yeah, and then a, a fighter jet flies over, which I believe it's like Norwegian or something like that. Um, and they say hello with the they wrote they wrote it out in fucking bed sheets. Hello, and then the movie ends. Yep, that's it. That's it. Um, three fourths of a movie, two thirds of a movie, whatever. Excellent. The final bit. Definitely a drop down, but I still I still love it. And you want to talk about that deleted scene that I'm glad they deleted? Yeah, because we mentioned it a lot over the course yeah. of our podcast. We have to mention it on the episode. It's like super important. So so what happens with it? Uh from memory, because I didn't rewatch it. I, I meant to and then I just completely forgot about it. But the entire military thing was not supposed to be part of the original film. Instead, it was going to be essentially them trying to figure out a cure for um the virus which in this idea that they had was that you were essentially replacing someone's blood to with new blood that isn't affected and that would save you but like we established in this film if one fucking droplet of blood uh, infects you there's no way in hell that they can take out all the infected blood from your body you know and then pump you with new blood it's just that's not how humans work so it was kind of a dumb idea but I wish they had gone with the more trying to figure out kind of what to do. But again, I like the small story at the same time. So, 
I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And then not only that, but there's a story a storyboard that they didn't shoot where Frank and Jim do the blood transfusion with each other, and Jim becomes infected and Frank becomes fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. I'm so glad they didn't do that. But yeah, I mean, would you, would anything else to add before we rate it? Not really. No, it's uh, it's still you know a movie that I enjoy, uh, but there are definitely some major issues with it, and that's uh, that kind of brings it down. Now, it was also a movie for its time. You know, like this was really unique at the time, and I can't reiterate that enough. We have seen a lot of movies like this since, but at that time, there wasn't any really anything like it. So you have to keep that into consideration as well. Absolutely. And this kickstarted the genre for zombies. Yeah, it, it like brought back zombies, uh, or at least the, the fast zombies that we had for a long time. So we were thankful for it because it did bring back. And I think The Walking Dead in a lot of ways, because zombies were dead, fucking dead for years and years. Like, it's just, there's nothing good coming out. You know, you had creepy kids apparently in the 80s and uh, you had, you know, the Romero stuff, but there was a good period there where they're kind of a mockery and this movie really brought back that genre to the forefront. Yep. Um, I'm probably going to be higher than you are with it. I still love it. And I have it at a four and a half out of five, even with the problems. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that far from you. I'm at a four out of five, despite all of its issues. I still enjoy watching it. I still think it's a really fun movie. And realistically, it's probably more three and a half out of five for me, but I remember like what it what it meant at that time you know now it's like it, i could see someone watching it for the first time not being as enamored with it but because i saw it kind of really in my movie prime too this is when i was like in college and doing film school stuff so it just came out at the right time for me so i still remember that feeling and i still dig the hell out of it so four out of five nice i look forward to 28 weeks later revisit and mm. 28 months later eventually yeah, I hope that that happens. You know, I know Danny Boyle's getting up there in age. Um, Killian Murphy, you said he wanted to do it though, so maybe it it would be like a nice, you know, just to revisit because that was his first role that I've ever ever seen him. I don't remember seeing him before this, so yeah, me either. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so thank you everyone for listening to this episode. We had a ton of fun uh, revisiting this movie. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all social media, you know, on X, on Facebook, on Instagram, on threads, all that good stuff. Join our Discord for a bunch of reasons. You get exclusive information about our events. We you get to know what's coming up in our episodes. We have great discussions with other like-minded horror fans. And like we said, sometimes we do movie nights. Sometimes we do game nights. You never know. And it's a ton of fun to do all those things with people who are like-minded and, you know, just love horror um don't forget our merch tpublic.com slash horror squad we got some great t-shirts new designs i think we're going to come out at some point this year so we're really looking forward to that and next week we are doing my birthday pick which is arachnophobia arachnophobia is a movie that actually scarred me in a lot of ways and to this day there are things i do because of that movie and i'll explain all that in next week's episode so thank you for listening and uh Bye. See ya.
it's 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 an Irish name. It's an old Irish name. It uh, I think like most Irish names, they were saints um, originally, <laughs> and um, uh, uh, and it's pronounced Killian.